Hello, welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, the roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? Question for you. Oh, my. Uh, just a reminder to folks listening, we do not practice this part, so I don't know what this question is about to be. Okay. Well, I mean, you make it sound so ominous whenever you do that. Okay. Give me, give me the, the question. Way. All right. What's your favorite Cajun food? What's my favorite Cajun yeah. food? Cajun, Creole, whatever. I think I, it's something I had, and I had it both in Mobile and in New Orleans. It's like the, is it Lafayette sauce? It's like a shrimp Lafayette or something like that. I like that. I can't I, remember. I don't know if that's a thing. It's probably something special at a restaurant. Is it like a cream sauce with like shrimp in it yes. or something or crawfish yes. in it? So yes. it's just a crawfish cream sauce. So you want like a, so you're, you're thinking like a, like a blackened fish or a grilled fish with a cream yes, sauce shrimp, on top of it. Shrimp Lafayette. That's what it's called. Okay. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Yes. So it's probably some cream sauce or something like that. Yes. So, all right. Well, they've got that in New Orleans. Just throwing that out there. So. You didn't the, even know what it was, but I know, I know they do because I've but had But they it have in that. I had something the other yes. night was redfish train. And typically in New Orleans, Pontchartrain is your your sauce on top of a fish or whatever. That's kind it's of the It's also a lake. It's also yeah, a it lake. Yeah, it is a lake. Yeah, very good. Thank you for that. Geography 101 with Amy. Yes. Um, but the the redfish Pontchartrain, that's kind of the thing down there. And, okay. And you, so you get black and redfish with a crawfish cream sauce on top. It's spectacular. And I can attest to it. You know why? Why? Because the last two weeks I've spent like five or six days in New Orleans. <laughs> And you're just eating Cajun food I'm all the time, I'm enjoying myself huh? down there. It's it's meeting and eating. That's basically the uh, the thing down there. So a little bit of midnight rain here and there, uh, but uh, it's it's been a pretty good time down there. Well, very nice. That's, you get lost uh, in the labyrinth of the uh, the roads down there, though. Right. So get turned around in a in a heartbeat. Yes. Very so very quick. Lizette find yourself here, in a lavender haze at times. Uh, Lizette Lizette Dillinger, good friend of the pod. She and I. Uh, got lost in the uh, the maze of New Orleans and actually uh, started to chase somebody after a hit and run and then gave up. So, hey, you know, there's a connection to Paris down there. Yeah. The original Eiffel Tower top, the top of the Eiffel Tower from the original Eiffel Tower is in New Orleans. Well, I did not know that. Yes. I just was Drew like, isn't, yeah. I, I, when you said that, I thought, I thought, yeah, there's a connection to Paris, a lot of French connections there, but you're saying Eiffel Tower. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but if you get lost, you're on your own kid. So very it, good to you. So very good. Well, but, it's going to be a great time. And I do want to encourage folks who are going to New Orleans uh, in the summer that if you live on the anywhere near the um, spirit of New Orleans, the train route on Amtrak, I highly encourage it. I do not anymore, but I did it last time. Yeah, so if you're coming from Memphis, about. Chicago, that type of thing. Yeah, do it. Do it. It's amazing. All right. Well, it it, it was fun. And also this week, I was able to go to Indiana. Was that their, in, uh, their meeting, their state meeting? We'll have a report, I think, on that probably next week. Hey, uh, we talked. Fun. Speaking of food, I gave you a recommendation in Indianapolis. Did I you went. go? I did. What did, what did you think? It was all right. I love it's it. Old school deli. I mean, it's just like, right. it's like going to, it's like Piccadilly meets uh, like Jason's deli. But that's, what that's it felt like. the point. It's like 
old, when you say it's old school, it's been around forever. Shapiro's Delicatessen, y'all. This is one of my favorite places in Indianapolis. And I mean, the sandwiches are so big and it's overpriced. The dessert was great. And I, I don't care what you say. It was Folks, fine. It was go, overpriced. If though. you go to Indianapolis, you should go to Shapiro's. Delicatessen. I would skip Shapiro's and hit Harry and Izzy's. I ate that too. And that was much better. Okay. Well, so anyway, yeah, a whirlwind tour this week, uh, New Orleans and then Indianapolis. But next week's going to be even more fun. I've got West Virginia, Iowa, and then I see you in North Carolina. Yeah. So, the North com- Carolina coming up. So yep. we'll be so, recording on the road next week. I'll be in Iowa, I think, next Friday. If you're in Iowa next Friday, we'll probably be recording on the road because our state convention is in Greensboro. Well, interestingly enough, in the days before our state convention is, it starts Sunday night. It's then it goes Monday and Tuesday. Well, on Friday and Saturday, also in the Greensboro area is a regional high school theater competition that my son will be participating in. I thought you were participating in it. I was like, we have some news. So I'm headed to Greensboro. I'm going to be there for like five days. I just decided, I mean, I've got the same, I just got a hotel room. You know, I just said, Hey, why don't I just get it for the entire time? Um, I'll pay for half of it and have it, then I don't have to move or anything. And so, uh, so yeah, I'll be in Greensboro long haul. No, have fun with that. All right. Well, let's jump in. All right. Yeah, let's jump in. Enough of that. All right. On to the news this week. We start again at Southwestern kind of picking up on a lot of the news over the last month. They have announced uh, the beginning of some layoffs over there. Uh, They'd mentioned this at their trustee meeting saying that they needed to cut about $3.6 million in expenses, which is about 10% of the annual budget. And that has begun. I think this is not you know, a complete surprise after the last, uh, the last report on this, we knew that personnel, uh, they, they had indicated that personnel would be something on the table, but it's just always difficult to hear. So, uh, they did not give information on the number of affected staff, or we don't know if more layoffs are forthcoming, but it is, uh, it is something that has started and is a very real, it's a very real thing. It's difficulty. So the statement that they put out said that they recognize the disruption that this causes for the staff members and their families. There's certainly no joy in having to make this decision at this time. Appropriate severance is being offered to affected employees. We'll keep an eye out on that and see if there are any more uh, in the coming weeks and days. And uh, if there's any more information about a potential trustee meeting to put together a president search team. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Amy, over to California. We have some news this week. Uh, Remember back at the annual meeting, Rick Warren spoke uh, about the uh, Saddleback inquiry that the Credentials Committee has, uh, spoke to the convention, and um, uh, ultimately that that inquiry was tabled, and the Credentials Committee still has that, still taking that up. But uh, this past week, the new pastor at Saddleback, Andy Wood, uh, came out saying that uh, he wants to encourage women to preach and has done so with his wife preaching there at the, the uh, church and being listed as a teaching pastor. Uh, but he, quote, does not want to engage in denominational battles. So I don't know what else to say, except this is kind of an update on that conversation. Andy Wood, as the pastor, as the lead pastor now, um, kind of furthering the response of Saddleback to that question. So obviously this is furthering that discussion as he is now the lead pastor. And uh, he went on the record, said um, also that they are not co-pastors. He is the lead pastor. She is a teaching pastor. Um, And then he said that while many SBC churches share the same view, we are committed to stay in fellowship and unified with other SBC churches, even when we disagree. 
so I think that's still an open question that's that's out there. Uh, but that interview um, with Andy Wood is at Baptist Press for people to read his full comments. Yeah. So uh, if we have any more information on that and anything new happens on that, obviously we'll bring that to you as well. Amy, the Dove Awards were last week. CC Winans picked up the big award for Artist of the Year. She has now won 25 Dove Awards. That's 23 more than you. Okay, so first of all, I personally have not won any Dove Awards. So we're going to be clear. And also, it was it, I was in a children's choir that was on some albums that won Dove Awards, and it was not two, it was four. So oh, just oh, my bad. 21 more than you. <laughs> Okay. All right. But I wow. did not win any Dove Awards. It was a glitch no, on my part on that. I have Sorry. no Dove Awards here. Um, it was all a fun, fun thing to grow up in Nashville. So, uh, yes, Cece Winans, my goodness. I mean, what a career and just keeps on, just keeps on going. Um, but she was artist of the year. And at some point you got to say, is she just sort of artist of the decade, artist of the century? What? Um, also, Phil Wickham won Songwriter of the Year, and Ann Wilson um, won New Artist of the Year. So, yeah, cool, cool story winners, about that. Way, yeah. You got a full story over at Baptist Press on that. Some other notable winners, Amy. Dolly Parton picked up a Dove Award. Maverick City Music, KB, the Gaither Vocal Band, Ellie Holcomb, Lecrae, and the TV series The Chosen uh, won the Dove Awards uh, this year as well. So. A full list of winners and all those categories and everything over at the website over at baptistpress.com in the show notes. Uh, Amy, some news from former SBC president Ed Litton dropped last week. The Unify Project, which was highlighted at the annual meeting this past year, is just a couple of weeks away from launching. So we should see that in November. That's right. This is a collaborative with Tony Evans, um, engaging Southern Baptist pastors and churches in racial reconciliation. So uh, it's really that uh, the belief that the best solution to some of the problems we're facing um, is the local church. And so helping pastors and churches connect with their communities uh, with the gospel. So uh, there's a, the, a link you can go ahead. I signed up for the update uh, immediately because I wanted to hear about that and um, be able to share that with the leaders leaders of my church. And so there's a place that you can go ahead and sign up. And then when, uh, when that gets launched, you'll get it in your inbox. Yeah. So you can do that over at the unifyproject.org. That is the unify project, all one word, those three words, all, all at once, the unifyproject.org. Amy, it's that time of the year, state meetings. We start in Nevada. Yes. All right. So in the West, in Nevada, they met in Reno. Did they shoot anyone to watch them die? Nice little Johnny Cash reference there. Okay. Hopefully they not. They had 92, 92 messengers uh, from 40 of their uh, now 182 churches. They have, they got two new churches this year. They had about 60 guests. They met at Life Church, and they learned that the new state convention offices in Las Vegas will be ready by early November. Also about a formal partnership with the uh, SBTC, Southern Baptist of Texas, and that they're working toward a statewide church planting strategy, um, Send Nevada. So awesome. uh, yeah, so lots of things to celebrate. They passed a so $1,477,300 budget for 2023. Uh, that's up from 2022, um, up by about almost $300,000. Um, they send 50% to the uh, SBC Executive Committee for disbursement. 
um, for national and international causes. They also reelected Tim Royal, pastor of the Bridge Church in Spring Creek, Nevada, as president. And they reelected Steve Witt from the Well Church in Henderson, reelected him vice president. And then they did a couple of resolutions, one just in appreciation for hosting the annual meeting. And then the second basically was just saying that our culture is running towards sin and uh, we will stand in the gap between worldly passions and godly principles. Yeah. That's what it so just kind of a, a recommitment to that. Some interesting facts in here. I didn't know this. Nevada, the fifth fastest growing state in the nation, third most diverse, over 100 countries represented and over 200 languages spoken in the state. It's crazy. Wow. Makes sense. I mean, Vegas being what it is, it would make sense that you're you're drawn an eclectic group of people. So wild stuff there. So congrats to Damian Serencioni and all of our friends over in Nevada. Over to Kansas, Nebraska we go, where they met at First Southern Baptist Church of Garden City in Kansas and launched a brand new identity for the state convention called Church Forward. Uh, which is, uh, they say, speaking to the focus and the heart of all the strategic endeavors from the convention. David Manor is the new executive director, only been there about two years, I think, now. Uh, But they approved a budget of $4.4 million in change, a 2.5% increase over 2022, and it bumped up their national allocation from 30.5% to 31%. Officers elected were President Doyle Pryor, Vice President David Gibbs, Recording Secretary Voight Lynn, Assistant Recording Secretary Vicki Van Meter, Parliamentarian Sandy Peterson, who's uh, the EC member, and Historical Secretary Tony Mattia. Uh, Sandy Peterson has a PhD in parliamentarianism. We know we, we you and I had a chance to chat with him for a few minutes at the EC meeting back in September, and uh, that's kind of cool. So uh, Sandy's a good dude and uh, a brilliant parliamentarian. Yes, he really is. And I enjoyed meeting him not uh, not long ago. So uh, their annual meeting had 238 messengers and 70 visitors. So over 300 people at the Kansas and Nebraska convention this year. That's a pretty strong turnout up there in Kansas, Nebraska. Yeah, very much so. That's great. All right. Okay, some kind of bad news, Amy. We have to report on the bad things as well sometimes. We have uh, two pastors who have been arrested on child sex-related chargers, one in Alabama and one in South Carolina. Yeah. So what we have there, uh, as always, we hate to talk about these things, but we always also think it's important to raise awareness and demonstrate. Here's what uh, what we need to do in terms of reporting. So Alabama Baptist pastor Ken Daniel, he was arrested October 19th. He was charged with facilitating solicitation of unlawful sexual conduct with a child. Um, and he had been the pastor of First Baptist Church of Chalkville since 2018. Um, So there's some information about the uh, alleged victim. The arrest came after the victim told a grandparent, told a grandfather. And so uh, previously, um, Ken Daniel was bivocational pastor of Friendship Baptist Church in Clanton and Lake Highland Baptist Church in Birmingham has also served other churches in Alabama and South Carolina. Um, so there's a, a story that um, is that Baptist press came from the Alabama Baptist has some quotes from the executive director of the Birmingham Metro Baptist association, as well as the Alabama Baptist state board of missions um, and just the need to be as prepared as possible to protect and uh, uh, to protect our churches. So that is there. And then one, 
uh, a former youth pastor from South Carolina um, arrested October 21. That was announced. Michael Paul Keach charged with three second degree counts and one third degree count of criminal sexual conduct with a minor under 16. So that was uh, included several encounters over a period of about three years. That investigation started after a family member reported signs of the abuse. Um, He had been working at Saluda River Baptist Church in West Columbia, um, South Carolina, in April 2019. He uh, worked there until he was fired in March of 2021. So uh, that he he's no longer an employee, but had been previously. And so it's incredibly important to report that for everyone to be aware. Yeah. So again, hate to end on a sad note this week and some, you know, hard news and bad news. Uh, but we are committed to bringing that to you each and every week here on the podcast so that everyone's informed on all of these instances. So that's going to do it for our news this week, Amy, and bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right. So we're going to go to 1951, where there was a big announcement from the Brotherhood Commission. Those of you who are listening and wonder what's the Brotherhood Commission, it was it was an entity. It was an entity of the SBC. Sort of mid nineties, the Covenant for a New Century into the late nineties, we had this whole realignment, and so it got it was a one of the entities that got folded into some other ones. But it was a it was basically a, a a way for Baptist laymen to get involved in reaching their communities. And so um, there was a big announcement, new entity head announcement, new election for executive secretary of the Southern Baptist Brotherhood. And it was none other than George W. Schroeder. I know him. Well, yes, but it's not the same George Schroeder. Different George Schroeder. The different one. Yes. Um, Actually, I know. His grandfather, right? That's right. I know two George Schroeders. Yes. George and his son, yeah. George. It's the other George's great-grandfather. That's right. That's, that's right. how that works. Yeah. So George Schroeder, good, good friend of the pod, friend of ours that we just love and worked with, that he, it's his grandfather. So it's always really fun. One of the things I enjoyed working with George at the executive committee was how sometimes he would find things or we would, there would be stuff that was in the archives about his grandfather. Um, and then- it wasn't that long ago. Did we find like there was some audio? Yeah, I was going to say, do you remember his? the audio that we found? Yeah, that's right. So, that's so cool. That's right. So uh, Lawson Cook had resigned. It would be effective January 1st. But then um, they had the annual meeting in Memphis of the Brotherhood Commission and the election of George W. Schroeder um, had come out. So in 1951, George Schroeder was the newest entity head. This week in SBC history. Good. Good for you to find that little mastermind action going on there, finding that, kind of highlighting that. So the Brotherhood Commission from days gone by. Yeah. Days gone by. Would have, could have, should have era of Southern Baptist life back in the day. So that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? Oh, it's a BP story that I'm really excited about. I did not know anything about this. I saw it when it popped up on BP and I immediately emailed Diana Chandler. Whenever you first read it, were you afraid or petrified? Oh, nice. Nice. That's very well played for those who will know when I get to it. So Diana Chandler interviewed Gloria Gaynor from I Will Survive. Yeah. That, Which that's the is line. The afraid, petrified line. 
I love that song. I love it so, so much. And um, she has a, uh, she had had a gospel album that came out in 2019 and got a Grammy for Roots Gospel Album. Um, But she had, she did an interview with Diana Chandler and she's got a Christmas movie coming out on Pure Flix called The Thursday Night Club. I'm actually going to make sure that I watch that this year. I just think it's really cool. So this basically overall is just kind of a feature story, just talking about her career. And she talks a little bit about um, her uh, testimony, how she came to Christ in 1984. And so, um, so it's just, it's a really cool story. I immediately, Diana wrote me back and said, yeah, I got to talk to her on the phone and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, if I was still there, I would have probably begged Diana. Can I just sit in the room while you talk to her? I won't say a word. Um, I don't know if she would have let me, she may not do that for her interviews, but uh, to be a fly on the wall in a conversation with Gloria Gaynor would be uh, really cool. So I'm going to check out some of those albums, but I'm definitely going to watch that Christmas movie. The Thursday Night Club releases November 1st on Pure Flix. And uh, don't forget, if you need to do CPR, you can use that song too. There you go. You're just, you're just full of all kinds of fun little uh, jokes today. So. Yep, I am. I am. All I right. Am. All right. What- My resource of the week is actually this Sunday, the inaugural Student Baptism Sunday in the SBC. So That's this awesome. is the, uh, the new kind of calendar format this year in 2022, and we've added... Student Baptism Sunday, kind of an emphasis that NAM is pushing as they do student evangelism through uh, Shane Pruitt and the crew over there and the evangelism department at NAM that's working with students. And this weekend is Student Baptism Sunday. So if you have baptisms this week, be sure to tag NAM and uh, use the hashtag for Student Baptism Sunday this weekend. So a uh, pretty cool thing. And don't forget uh, the SBC calendar, always available over at sbc.net slash calendar. The calendar for 2023 is up over there. You can print that out, use it in your church. To kind of follow along with the uh, the Southern Baptist liturgical calendar. If we had one, that's what it would be right there over at sbc.net slash calendar. So Student Baptism Sunday this week. Very cool. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for us this week on the podcast. Again, if you're going to be in West Virginia or in Iowa or North Carolina, please say, hey, it's always good to chat with our listeners out there. And if, if you're going to be at the North Carolina Theater Expo for the teens, I guess, or high school theater competition, you can you can say hey to Amy because she'll be there. That's right. This weekend. So, Amy, I'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.